This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review Groundhog Day. Weatherman Phil Connors is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Ned! Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Bing! But Phil's about to find out. He's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck... Groundhog Day. I'm reliving the same day over and over. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again, we could do whatever we want. I have been stabbed, shot, burned, frozen, electrocuted. I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. He's out of his gourd. But to get what his heart wants most... What are you looking for, Phil? A date for the weekend? ...means living this day over again. <laughs> till he gets it right. <laughs> Bill Murray. Andy McDowell. To the Groundhog. I always drink world peace. Yes! Groundhog Day! Life has a funny way of repeating itself. What did you do today? Oh, same old, same old. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Steve Marmon. I'm Justin Voss. All right, so as a thank you to our audience for helping us get to 75 subscribers on YouTube, we're doing another retro review. This time, because it's that time of year, we're doing Groundhog Day. And Groundhog Day is a comedy that was directed by Harold Ramis, and it's written by Harold Ramis and Danny Rubin. It stars Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, and Groundhog Day. The, the spoiler-free review of the, of the plot is that uh, Phil Connors, played by Bill Murray, is a weatherman in sort of, I think he's in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, well, but yeah. but he's in like is he in Philadelphia? Or, or yeah, I think he's, he's in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, so so in, in the outskirts, basically, and and he goes to Puxatawney, uh, Pennsylvania, to cover the groundhog coming out of the ground, and he's not a, such a great person. <laughs> he's kind of got some personality quirks. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. Yeah, he's a jerk. Oh. He's a jerk. And what what happens is he he does a report on Groundhog Day. He wakes up the next day and he finds out it is still Groundhog Day. Only he realizes that. And hilarity ensues, basically. So, <laughs> um, and I think I think we had all seen it before. Right? I'd seen it before. Yeah, yeah, seen, seen, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so yeah, I've seen it quite a few times. Um, so, Justin, mm-hmm. what do you think of Roundhog Day? Uh, I liked it, and I've seen it. Uh, I think the first time I saw it was actually like in college. I think it actually took me a long time before I finally got around to seeing it. And I heard about it, and uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's just one of those like pop culture things that you kind of have to see because it like. You know, there's lots of references to it yeah. and stuff. And it's, it's quotable the way Bill, everything Bill Murray does is quotable. But no, it's great. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I think that like a lot of movies, you know, you're like, oh, I wanted to see some character development or whatever. This movie is nothing but character development. And it's right. only like one character, right? So it's like kind of cool. So I think we should talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. So in the spoiler section, personally, what I think is that you think you're going in to get one movie and you actually end up with a different movie, which is... I think what'll be fun to talk about in the spoiler segment. So, um, but Steve, what do you what do you think of Groundhog Day? Yes, yeah, so when I was coming over here, I was trying to think like what what my angle on Groundhog Day was going to be because I mean it's been so talked about, you know, and it's, it's such a celebrated film. That's like what more is there to say about Groundhog yeah. Day actually? Um, and and like Justin, I saw it originally in college, so I took a long time again to see it. And um, I was thinking about it. I, I thought, well, you know what? I think I think I'm going to declare that this is. The greatest movie of the 1980s 
In fact, one of the very few great movies in the 1980s, because in a decade not known for great movies, which I'm sure will not be a controversial statement at all. <laughs> oh, Please man. correct me now, too. The year 1984 would like to disagree with you, I think. Was it Raiders? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, to my dismay, I checked Wikipedia, and it turns out it actually came out in 1993. <laughs> 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 so, so much, which, I mean, it's really surprising. It looks, it looks so yeah, 80s. Totally. It does, yeah. Um, and so we should chat more about that. Uh, but, uh, so anyway, so much for that. Uh, but I, I, I love the film. Um, I love the concept. I love that concept overall. I, I Before I watched this film, one of my favorite episodes of Project The Next Generation was Cause and Effect, which did this basically you know, very similar idea, but in like 1992, so yeah. like the year before. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a very, it's the same basic premise, but with a very different, you know, it doesn't, it's not, it uses a vehicle for character development in the way that Groundhog Day was, which I think is the genius of Groundhog Day. Uh, but I, I love the idea of being able to like keep retrying, you know, yeah. the same sequence of events. And and, then, and I feel like the movie does such a great job of like using that premise to its fullest extent. Yeah. Uh, and I love, I love when films are able to do that. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's great. It's funny. It has wonderful character development um, and it has Bill Murray. And so, I so yeah. what else, more work you need? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, I think, one of my favorite movies. Um, it, it, there's, I just like it on so many different levels. Uh, some of the things that occurred to me, it, it's really a movie about details, mm. you know, because you, you start to kind of get into this rhythm of he's noticing these things from day to day, like this thing drops and this person says that thing and there's a gust of wind and you kind of get into this thinking, at least for a small period of time about like, wow, does that, does that happen during the course of my day? Like, should I be paying more attention to like mm. what people are saying and like what their like backstory is? So I really dig that. And the other thing I think is really brilliant about the way that Phil Connors character is handled is that the thing that usually is horrible about these these kind of movies is like they you feel like the protagonist is just a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. Like they don't get it right. Like they're they're just, for some reason they can't clue into the fact that this happened yesterday. And it feels like it takes them like four times as long as it should for mm-hmm. them to like understand what's yeah. going on. And he, he immediately starts to like freak out. He's like what's going on here? Yeah. And they like, I kind of feel like he goes to the places like I would go like, Oh, I'm probably just misperceiving this. And it's like, this is exactly the same as yesterday. You know, and yeah. he goes through the steps and he's like, it's like, well, initially he, you know, does some really stupid stuff. And then he tries some not so stupid stuff. And he kind of goes through that. It's believable as a way to react to the situation. Mm-hmm. as ridiculous as it is. I also really like, I think one of my favorite things uh, about it is this, this kind of story is great, which is that it's like 90%, conventional real world things happening in mm-hmm. other words there's no superheroes or anything right. like that there's a little sci-fi twist yeah which is really a lot of fun which is also the thing i liked about um the one i love is they take you know the mm-hmm. it's very concrete thing and there's this interesting little twist uh i think one of my favorite aspects of it and something i like about movies in general is that you go in if you if you haven't at this point it's kind of hard because so many people have seen it talked about it but I think if you don't know anything about the movie, you think you're getting one thing when you go in and it ends up being a much bigger thing, I think. And and to the degree that where he ends up and like his his journey from like his his sort of like jerkish jerkishness mm-hmm. to start where he ends up, I think is something I kind of mentally reference, like, mm-hmm. you know, ways to maybe be a better person, you know, in a way to kind of like contrast that sort of jerky thing with where he ends up eventually. I think I reference that um, and all the there's so many funny moments and you know it's some really like genuine believable acting with with the two of them um and it's and it's it's weird in that it's it's almost gotten to the point where you know the the movie has become so synonymous with the holiday that you almost don't 
separate them. You know, for, for people that have seen the movie, yeah. like, you know, if you're at least if you're not talking about it, you're always kind of like, I think at least for me, I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> we should watch Groundhog Day. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it, which is weird. It doesn't it doesn't happen that often. And maybe just because it's not like Christmas. Or yeah. Thanksgiving or whatever. I don't know. I feel like in my head when you say Groundhog Day out of context, I'm like, oh, yeah, like your day is repeating like over and over. Right. Yeah. And it yeah, never yeah, occurs yeah. to me. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a thing where the groundhog is using yeah. shadow. Like, uh, yeah. well, that's weird. But yeah. the movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the phenomenon. Yeah. That, that's actually a great point is like the, the phenomenon of like repeating over and over again in like popular culture that kind of has overtaken the the groundhog part of it. Right. Like, yeah. That's what people think. It's like I feel like I'm living Groundhog Day. It's like people know, at least in you know America, people know what you mean when you say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, there's so many elements and it's, you keep peeling back the layers and even like the little stories that, um, that build with like the, the scenes he has with particular characters that Mm. just show up once in the movie, like in themselves are interesting little vignettes. Like early on, he, he's hanging out with these two guys at the bar Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's a little story. And then he, he talks to somebody else and that's another story. And there's some characters, one in particular that he meets early on in the movie and you kind of think he's just a, a background extra. Mm-hmm. And he, Phil even kind of ignores him. And then as the movie gets further in, you discover that like that actually has a profound effect on him, the presence of the character. So there's just tons of stuff like that. And um, I don't know, it's just such a great movie. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to your comment about how it's sort of unfortunate how everyone has sort of heard of, you know, knows the premise, even if they haven't seen the film. I feel like another example of this, something exactly the same problem, is The Truman Show. And these are both films which yeah. I would love to have been able to have watched them the first time, not, not, not have any idea. Yeah. I feel like both you can watch, and for a while you just think it's, you know, what's just any old, I mean, you have no idea where the movie's really going. Right. And the first act of, of both of them, you could, you know, you can watch and enjoy with, and have no idea how the whole world's going to be turned upside down, um, you know, uh, as soon as you know, the next day happens or, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, it's so unfortunate, you know, for these classics, how... You know, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder how much of that power will be, you know, is lost because of the fact that it just the premise is so yeah. well known. I don't know. And it's, it's weird how the Truman Show is kind of an aversion of that. Right. Like, it's like in Groundhog Day, he's the only one who knows it's happening. Which is crazy, you know, yeah. and it, it, it you would think that there would at least be some level of inspiration, you know, for for the Truman Show from Groundhog Day. Yeah. Because a lot of the concepts are similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really feel like you need to see Groundhog Day. It's it's just such it's such a well made movie and it's there's so many concepts that are sort of interesting to think about that I've, even now I kind of sort of roll over my head from time to time and it's hilarious and I mean it's it's fantastic yeah so it's, highly recommended for me it's, it's aged well despite the fact that it feels very like I said it feels very eighties yeah mm-hmm. despite being nice I mean was the early nineties that eighties I feel like movies just made a few Probably. years later felt yeah. don't feel nearly so eighties you know um, it, it does yeah. it, like it, Truman it, Show was like what nineteen ninety six. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think I think it was uh, probably completely wrong. But I feel like I, I just I don't know. I need to rewatch some of these movies, and probably they'll all seem really eighties now. <laughs> they might. Yeah. I was just shocked that it was not like made in nineteen eighty three or something. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I maybe it's just um, cause it's supposed to be like a small town, you know, and like maybe that's like yeah. part of some of it too. Is that like they have like older fashions or something? Yeah. Like, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, the the other thing is that there's some interesting like. Uh, some interesting details about I think like the thing I noticed after just rewatching it and this might be completely accidental mm-hmm. but uh when he's sitting in this there's no like plot issue here but when he's sitting in the cafe talking to Andy McDowell mm-hmm. uh, there's like a whole wall of clocks behind mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and it had always just been background noise to me and I I don't know if this is intentional but the clocks are not all set at the same time like they're set at wildly different times oh really yeah so like 
one of them is set at like 6.30, one set at like 3 o'clock, one set at 9. And I was like staring at that. I was like, that, they must have been aware of that because it was in the shot. I mean, it was like oh, directly totally. behind him. I was like, wow, I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from this. But, it, <laughs> but there's so many interesting details like that. And like, you know, some of them he calls out, but some of them are just sort of like you notice as, as the viewer. He doesn't interact with like all the characters that are reoccurring. Mm-hmm. But you just kind of like start to pick up on like, oh, yeah, that guy was here yesterday doing this thing. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it, fantastically dense and like surprisingly great movie. So, so check it out. Um, yeah. And well, I think we're going to talk about some spoiler stuff. Mm-hmm. Um because there's some some fun like details that happen after that. But let's talk about ways people can contact us. So you can always uh, reach us on Twitter at Low Earth Show. Um, you can email us at Low Earth Orbit or feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. If you want to check out sort of our archive of shows we've done, even the ones before we did video, and the, the notes for each of those shows, you can go to lowearthorbit.fm and everything's listed there. All the ways you can subscribe to us are listed there as well. Um, and... We have a phone number. We do. So we have a voicemail line now. So uh, if you call a particular number that I will look up just now, um, you can leave us a voicemail about Groundhog Day or about anything else we reviewed or just something that you want to tell us about that you've seen recently, leave us a voicemail. So the number for that is area code 573-880-4420. If you don't get through, keep calling. It's really <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like the robot, like yeah. the you know uh, text to speech voice there. We'll have to record a better like <laughs> <laughs> greeting for the voicemail line. So I think one of the things I had an idea I had is if um, what we could do is tweet out the thing that we're about to review, and mm-hmm. if people want to call in and toss in their review, we'll put yeah. it in the show. That'd be cool too. Um, but but you're free to review something that's already gone up too. If you mm-hmm. want to, and we'll put it up. Um, and then YouTube, of course, which is why we're reviewing this. Uh, we uh, YouTube.com slash Low Earth Show. We've mm-hmm. got all the video episodes up there and some surprisingly popular episodes all of a sudden. Like the Kentucky Route Zero Act 3 video has just gotten crazy popular. I mean, and Act really? 4 hasn't come out or anything, right? No. So like- well, so one thing that happened is that they had uh, like a, I guess they were just a little interlude kind of thing happened where they had a, you know how they have these little contained games? I think they released another one. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. But they had a phone. Like you, you would call a phone number, ironically, <laughs> and like there was like a uh, IVR kind of thing where you like interact with the the game that way. And then they sold the phone. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't this a while ago? Though? This is a real phone. Uh, well, it was a phone number. Oh, so you call a phone number. Yeah. So you'd be playing the game on your like laptop. No, totally oh. separate. Oh. So it's something in the same universe where you would actually call in and like interact, like point and click with a phone, I guess. So it would, like, that or choose your own, choose your own adventure. Yeah. But they had like a physical phone that was somehow involved in the plot. I didn't play it, so oh. I don't know the details. Mm-hmm. But they sold it on eBay. Yeah. So like there was all this like you know it's so it's like all the other stuff they do, which is so crazy and like <laughs> unique and you know kind of perplexing. But they had a physical phone that they sold that was part of the story. So, um, but I haven't I haven't played it. I don't know what the details are, but I think that's part of the reason why yeah. it kind of like sparks some interest. So, um, yeah. So, there was so I'm just I'm fascinated by the idea of using your phone to like play a video game, right? Like I had this mental image when you started describing it. It's like you'd be playing the game and you like come to some obstacle in the game, and the way to get around it is like call the number <laughs> on the screen, God, that's and you'd like so t- much fun. You'd like type some numbers, and then somehow like do the magic, magic of the internet, <laughs> like then, like the door happens. would open in the game or whatever, right? Yeah, and, like you could actually call like for help from one of like the NPCs or whatever, and like they would come. That'd, like that'd be really cool. we're gonna have to edit this wow. out because you should make this game. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, so there was there was a game. I don't know if it came out or if it was just like a uh, like a concept or whatever, but I feel like there was a game that was kind of like this, where it's like you would familiar. you would sign up for the game, and I think you would give it your phone number, and like the game would call you, 
and like send you text messages like from the characters oh, in the game yeah. and like you would interact it was like an adventure game I know what you're like a murder about. mystery or something and like yes and the, it was like like five years ago or something like that it was something pretty recent it was, it was a little older than that I think I, I remember think I think I read about it in PC Gamer magazine so that tells you how old I think <laughs> no, it is I think somebody did like another riff on it pretty recently oh really yeah maybe they did I don't know I mean with like you know Twilio or something yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah the right? tools are yeah, there to do yeah, it yeah, yeah. um Okay, well, we'll look at that. Yeah. That's mm. fascinating. <laughs> um, didn't Lost do some of these things like that? Like, like when back when it was airing, where there was like this whole like outside of the game, like you know, fake corporations and websites and you know, hidden clues and phone yeah. numbers and like there was like the whole alternate reality game. Yeah, sort of yeah, thing that, was, that was, like, was popular for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I think a bunch of shows actually did it, but it's a similar idea where I think it was across many different you know forms of media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome. That's cool. <laughs> you got your wheels turning now. I know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, youtube.com slash lower show. There's a lot of stuff on there that people have been picking up on. Cabin Pressure continues to be absurdly popular. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you haven't seen some of the episodes, you can go back and maybe watch them because they're a lot of fun. Um, okay, so on to spoilers. Okay, spoilers for Groundhog Day. Uh, so one of the things that I think is really interesting and really subtle is about, I don't know, like, um, third of the way through the movie or something like that. He, he, you know, obviously his goal is to, um, you know, get together with Andy McDowell's character and initially, actually, does that start out as his goal? Not to like nitpick like you're. That's interesting. Uh, well, okay, so fair enough. So I think his original goal is to, like, get out of this crazy place, right? Yeah. But I think even before, I think he's always he was always interested in it, right? Like, when, mm. when he's looking at the weather map and she's, like, playing around with the weather map, he's yeah. kind of like, hmm. You know, kind of like, <laughs> it's like, eh, it's interesting, you know? Okay. And yeah. I think it, it, it seemed, the feeling you get, at least the feeling I get, is that, you know, his character maybe had been through something or, you know, he just wasn't really, like, engaged in life. And he encounters this girl who is, like, really playful about things mm-hmm. and really really enjoys you know life and and i think you know he kind of locks onto that even if he doesn't necessarily have any i mean even even fairly early on he starts to kind of like pursue her in a really like jerky way mm-hmm. but then after i think day three or four or something like that he starts to like take a genuine interest in what she's interested in but for the wrong reasons well, it's not a genuine interest. Yeah, that's right? what I was well, saying. I don't think it is a genuine interest. He, yeah. he, he puts in, okay, fair enough. So he, he puts in effort to sort of memorize yeah. the thing that she's interested in to mm-hmm. sort of like trick her, right? Mm-hmm. And even does it to that other girl, uh, uh, I forget the girl, Na- Nancy Taylor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he's like, Nancy, which, what was your your high school teacher? And you know, yeah. thing. And you're, you're kind of like, oh, he's even more of a jerk now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but so he starts to, it's funny, there's this weird moment where he starts to like memorize some of the things that Annie McDowell's character is interested in. Mm-hmm. It's like French poetry and like, Say a predator world peace and all these mm-hmm. other kind of things. And then No white chocolate, no fudge. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts to kind of like actually have at least for, for a small period of time, have like a genuine relationship relationship with her and kind of be more spontaneous, like, you know, the snowball fight and mm-hmm. like he, he, he pursu- I still don't think that was genuine, though. Well, so, so yeah. So I think the cool thing about the or the interesting thing about the snowball fight is that we see that scene twice, and the yeah. first time it like really works because it is spontaneous. That's and what the I mean. second time yeah. it absolutely doesn't work because he's trying to like he's trying to force it, again. it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And it's it's like awkward to watch because he's like yeah. he's like pretending to be playful, and it's like yeah. it's like yeah. hard to look at. Um, so so the, it's it's weird because he, he's you know he's he's basically gaming her right mm-hmm. and then he, he does have that spontaneous moment with the with the snowball thing you're kind of like oh okay and you kind of almost feel like 
this is approaching the arc of the movie. And yeah. then you realize, oh, he's still just gaming her just right. in a totally different way. So the interesting thing is that like he he's basically just gaming her. right? Mm-hmm. And he realizes I think he hits a point where like he can't figure it out. Like he can't mm-hmm. figure out exactly, you know, he's pushing it so hard that she's like getting uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. But he hits this point where he's like he realizes that hyper focused on just trying to game her isn't working. Mm-hmm. So then he goes off and starts doing these other things. He learns how to pay, play piano, you mm-hmm. know, and, he, and you eventually you find out he's learned all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. like the ice sculpting and like. The, and I think all that he does for himself. I yeah. think he just does it because he's like, well, screw it. If I'm going to be here for yeah. an hour long, I'm going to at least like take advantage of it. Yeah. Right and it's, it's so fascinating yeah. because he. Sorry. Try out every way to commit suicide. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. When he goes down, he goes down to like the lobby and gets the toaster? a toaster. That's with the best. toast still in it. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then they don't—they don't, they don't show him like actually getting electrocuted. They show the lights turn off. And, oh my god! It, that part was like—it's kind of tragic, but at the same time, it's just too funny because only Bill Murray could make killing yourself yeah. look like something really hilarious. Yeah. And the whole like driving the the groundhog. Oh my god! Driving the groundhog is the best. The best line too. After just the side of your eyes. Yeah. Just like, use your mirrors. I forget. I forget what the exact line was, but they're like he goes over the edge, and they're like. He's probably okay. Maybe not okay. <laughs> but um, but it, it, it's funny, you know, the, the, on the deeper level or whatever. By the end, it's interesting because you realize that. So actually, one interesting thing that there was an interview with Harold Ramis. He's passed away now. But a few years ago, they kind of asked him, like, well, how long mm. did this actually play out, you know, from his perspective? And I think the number he eventually settled on was like 40 years, oh, which really? is crazy. But then you think about it, it's like, well, there's, he learned, like, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, he somehow, like, learned medicine and, like, <laughs> to how to play piano really well yeah. and, like, ice sculpting. And, mm-hmm. like, your, your, your brain starts to go, like, wow, what? there are huge gaps of time here where mm-hmm. he learned all kinds of stuff. Well, if you just count the number of times that, like, he gets slapped, like, yeah. there's that one yeah. little montage where he gets slapped, like, 20 times in a row. Well, well there's a month right there, yeah. basically, right? Like, and then um, I think he, they're, like, going to the movies. He, like, steals the money and he, like rolls up in like whatever that was like the nice yeah. car and has like the crazy like weird like cowboy yeah. outfit on or whatever but he makes some offhanded comment about the movies like i've seen it a hundred times yeah and i'm like oh, oh man true. it's a yeah. like hundred days like right there probably yeah like yeah so the interesting thing to me is that he he starts off you know you get this impression like he's basically in hell right like mm. he's he's stuck in some sort of like he's getting punishment for being a jerk mm-hmm. that's one interpretation right initially you think oh of course like he's he's a jerk and they're gonna keep reminding him as he's a jerk and like it's never going to work out for him because he's doing all these things and nothing's working, right? But the thing you realize, at least for me, what I realized at the end is that it's actually kind of like a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he could have gone his entire life, lived the rest of his life, been a jerk and had no opportunity to correct it, right? But you kind of realize that like given an infinite amount of time, mm-hmm. like he's able to kind of like become an amazingly good person. And as a result, he's able to have like a real relationship and things like that. And it's, I think that's part of the, the curveball that the movie throws at you where you kind of think it's going to be a just a comedy and they're going to just you know kind of like, oh, he's going to get shot a lot of times and he's going to fall off things and he's going to die all these times. And then it'll just sort of like he'll start memorizing things and then he'll work it all out. But it's mm-hmm. like that's not that doesn't actually play out that way because mm-hmm. he learns that just sort of rote memorizing people's things and trying to trick them. Mm-hmm. It, it just won't work. Like So he has to actually become a better person. Yeah, totally. And actually ends up being. There's a there's a key line that right before it like ends right mm-hmm. he says something like I'm happy now mm-hmm. he he realizes that he's actually happy with what he has and that's where it, you know it's, mm-hmm. it goes off so. yeah I think it's a testament to the film and to Bill Murray that you actually believe it 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he's such a jerk at the beginning. And to actually feel like he's he genuinely has changed. Yeah. And that that was possible for this character. Uh, and it's not just like, you know, them trying to tie, tie up a loose ends at the end of the film to give a happy ending. Yeah. Like, and there's so many times, I mean, there's so many films, you know, where that, you know, the, 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 the bow at the end, you know, like sort of undoes the, the film because mm-hmm. it just, you know, it's, it's too neat. And here it actually, you know, it does actually work. Um, and, and you believe it. And you feel like the same character who actually has learned. Um, and I was, I, I noticed that more the second watching through than the, the first time. Um, just because I think it's some other movies I am liking on them now, but I feel like we're just, you know, a lesser actor wouldn't have been able to pull it off. Yeah. Actually, so it reminds me, did you guys see the Nicolas Cage movie Next, I think, the one where he could see like 60 seconds into the future or whatever it was? I can't, like, after, after you show me that Nicolas oh my Cage God. thing. Well, so so you weren't here the earlier when we were waiting for you to come over. Um, I, showed, I showed him this video, uh, this is college humor video about Nicolas Cage's agent. And like all the horrible <laughs> movies that Cage like agrees to do, it's like no, you need to be more selective. You have to start saying no to some of these things. They're really great. I'll show you here. Oh, yeah, they're really we'll a series the, of like we'll fake it the <laughs> It's really good. But anyway, one of the horrible Nicolas Cage movies is Next. I, I think that's the one where he can like he can see in the future, yeah. but only so many like minutes or something. Yeah. But it's kind of the same thing where it's like he uses that ability to like get out of like weird situations where it's like oh he knows it's going to happen because it's happened it's kind of already happened before for him to right. like do all these different things but in that movie like he like succeeds or like the character like gets what they want because they're just clever enough to like you know oh i'll just memorize what it is i need to do and i'll just do it but yeah in this movie like it's not that's not how he like wins it's not how like, yeah. he has to actually like yeah grow and like become a better person to like actually yeah it's interesting I mean, he does use it to his advantage to like learn all these things and to like know, you know, where to be when to like make a positive difference. But he's not using it like I don't know. You know what I mean? There's like not yeah. just some thing where it's like, oh, if I'm just at this spot at this time, yeah. then it'll just work. It's not mechanical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and he didn't know that it would work. He just did it because he just was going to do it. Yeah, and then it and then it worked out for him. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the the quotes that sticks in my mind. It, they asked. Uh, I think they were interviewing J.J. Abrams and they were talking about, you know, what do you think makes a good movie? And mm-hmm. the, the thing that stands out in my mind is he said when the character, actually I think it was a Charlie, Charlie Rose interview, he said when a character basically starts off at one place mm-hmm. and if you, if that character was to go to sleep and wake up with the person they want to be, mm-hmm. if a movie is about that journey, mm-hmm. that in his mind is what makes a, a good movie. Mm-hmm. If you look at a number of his movies, you know, I know you don't like the new Star Trek, but you know, they put Kirk kind of through that where he starts off as kind of a jerk or just mm-hmm. not living up to his full potential or whatever. And by the end of the movie, you know, maybe story aside, but the, the goal is that, you know, he ends up being the uh, captain of the Enterprise, you mm-hmm. know, and he ends up kind of growing into that bigger picture. And here, I think that's one of those things where whether he realizes it or not, you mm-hmm. know, Phil wants to become a better person and it takes him a very, very long time <laughs> to pull it off. Apparently 40 years. <laughs> right. But at the end, you know, you, you gen, like Steve said, you generally believe that like he's actually become a better person and yeah. he, he had to do all the stuff, all the work to get there. You know, and it, he actually had to become, it wasn't just like getting the goal. Mm-hmm. It was like, he went through the whole journey of like doing things better. And as a yeah. result, at the end, he ended up at this other place. Which, yeah, sure. That's awesome. So, anyway, it's a great movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> All right, I think it's it. I think so. Great. See you next time. Are you, are you on the Groundhog Day like like Wikipedia page about the day itself? Oh yes, yes, that's probably the problem. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, this is way better. Okay. <laughs> so the, Especially the the insurance. 
Yes, right. guy. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Phil Connors? Phil? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last time we did the video bumper, I think okay. you were just super tired, and okay. you were, like, staring into the corner. <laughs> it looked like somebody had, like, hypnotized you, which was horrible. And I was I was looking at the camera, but I also had, like, a weird look on my face. So it looked like Justin was, like... So we're good at these. Yeah. <laughs> This week we're reviewing Groundhog Day spoilers. We're gonna do spoilers. <laughs> Groundhog yes. Day. <laughs> Groundhog Day. <laughs> I think I should do that. Uh, this week we're reviewing Groundhog Day. We're gonna start off with a no spoiler review and then do a full discussion afterwards. Is that right? I'm trying to think of what we said last time. Okay. This week we're reviewing Groundhog Day and we're going to. That's not horrible. No. I don't know. Yeah, let's not do that. No, let's not do that. All right, so as a thank you to our audience for helping us get to 75 subscribers on YouTube. Why are you laughing? <laughs> you can't do that to me. <laughs> I thought I, I did something good for you. Okay, all right. He was just looking at you. <laughs> it looked like he was... Okay. I thought I didn't want to be staring off into space. Oh, okay. <laughs> Groundhog Day! <laughs>